Welcome to Transformation. This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, proud to be the host for this podcast series. In this series of podcasts, we're bringing awareness to the issues of farm stress and mental health with a focus on solutions. Thanks to CHS Community Giving for your support of the Transformation Project. This effort began as a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and numerous stakeholders throughout our region. Our guest is Minnesota Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson. Tom, as we look at, at your role as commissioner, you, you experience the highs and the lows that we see in production agriculture. No doubt we're dealing with a lot of uncertainty right now with weather and markets. What, to, what are you hearing? What are you hearing from farmers? You know, Minnesota is a big, diverse state, but for a lot of farmers right now, it, it is very tough, you know, and I think that we can see the stress, uh, you know, every day in certain sectors of the state, whether it's uh, difficulty with the wheat harvest, uh, continued uh, weather pro- problems, uh, you know, just knowing that farmers are really in the fifth year of a downturn and have eaten into a lot of their equity and have trying to be creative as possible and work with their banks. But there's a lot of farmers in Minnesota that are struggling financially, and that's taken a toll. Uh, obviously, we worry about mental health stress. I'm, I'm also personally very concerned about farm accidents. Uh, we've had, I think, five grain bin deaths this uh, late summer and, uh, and other close calls on the farm. And so, uh, you know, I continue to worry about that. And we continue to just, you know, make sure farmers know a lot of the different uh, tools that we have available in Minnesota and that it's okay to um, ask for help or uh, tell a neighbor where they can go to get some help. Tom, you've been out really since you came into the commissioner's role and, and even before talking to farmers. Are you hearing those personal stories? Are they reaching out to you? They are, you know, and I, I think that that's what I've tried to do. I, I give out a, a lot of cards. I always make sure people know they can have my uh, phone number. And a lot of times that's kind of the way uh, people will tell you that it's uh, personal. They don't want to stand up at a meeting and say, hey, um, I, I'm not going to make it with my farm. But they'll tell me, they'll give me a call and see what they can do. Or they might tell me after the meeting or say, and and I do get those personal contracts. And I'm very, you know, I'm concerned. You know, I hear it all the time where farmers will say, you know, I, I can't afford to buy a cup of coffee right now, or I'm down to my last $2,000, or uh, I'm going to have a tough meeting with the bank this week. And so um, there's a lot of um, ideas that people have that they can get out of it, or they get help from neighbors and friends. And, uh, you know, the banks uh, uh, do work with people and have been helpful in this situation many times. And so it's, it's an interesting and can be very emotional as well. We've had farmers uh, that have had to refinance their operating loan, refinance it again, and then again. Uh, how long can something like that continue? You know, and I think that's the problem, you know, and, I, and I've been very aggressive, too, in making sure that I talk to the banks about this as well and have a good understanding about that. I think they understand the importance and have been trying to work with farmers. But um, it is concerning, uh, you know, that I uh, talked to a couple of farmers last week where, you know, the bankers just said, this is it, you know, and so um, the farmers are forced to make a, a tough decision. And so um, it is uh, for some people... Uh, 
you know, I, I am optimistic in the dairy area where the new farm bill, uh, the programs look better. We have a boost on that, uh, you know, and so some sectors, I think that uh, there is there is some uh, hope on the horizon. We run down different options all the time. And so, you know, we just keep working on it, but it, it's, uh, you know, can be tough all across the board. Have you seen a, an uptick in farm mediation or use of the loans for the beginning farmer program or rural finance authority, those kind of things? You know, we we haven't seen as high as I would think we would in this time right now. I, the one area where I'd say, um, you know, and actually I listened to one of your uh, transformation uh, uh, podcasts with Mary Nell Preisler, and, she, and Mary Nell, uh, who runs the Farmer Lender Mediation, will say that too, that they're they're very um, uh, they're high, but they're not as high as we thought they would be. The one area where I think we see high is uh, farm bankruptcies are continuing to creep higher, and uh, I do get a lot of calls about farmers looking at that. Um, and uh, our, our farm advocates are very busy right now, and so again, our farm advocates are able to help farmers at no cost. And they are, uh, uh, you know, I checked this last week, I did a, a call in or check in with some of them, and they're all working uh, right up to their limit, and then some. So uh, it's a very busy time for them. It's just such a, a crazy time. It's rare where we see nearly every commodity in a, with the tight margins that we have today. Exactly. And I think that's where, you know, we continue to look at different markets and bring different opportunities to the state, uh, uh, you know, all the time. And I, I, you know, and I would always say, you know, when I was farming or say like, okay, if the corn, corn and soybeans were down, beef cattle and dairy would be up, you know, or, or vice versa, you know, and so it is to look across the board, uh, you know, in the last couple of years and see, um, you know, uh, the prices, you know, and some things, you know, we can see some bright lights or we see some hope. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I think trade is very uh, important right now, too, whether it's China or USMCA. And as some of these things, I'm hopeful in the next year will continue to improve or we get some clarity on, I think that'll help the situation as well. You know, I look back to a time when, when corn prices were very low and farmers came together and they started the ethanol industry that we really see today. Do you see areas today where farmers can maybe work together and control their, their own destiny a bit? We do. I really see um, a lot of different cases, whether it's, uh, you know, something like dry edible beans or or uh, IP soybeans or, or different things. Uh, I'm trying to think barley. Uh, and uh, I was down in southwest Minnesota and, and some farmers who are uh, doing barley uh, for different projects or our uh, hemp industry really taking off. I do see, uh, you know, farmers... Uh, you know, and I say this with everybody, somebody who farmed as well, our farmers are very creative, you know, and look at different solutions or ideas. And it's, it is exciting to see some of the different options that uh, may be out there. And, and uh, you know, and that's, that's what every day I say in this job, there's challenges and opportunities. When my phone rings or I have a meeting, one meeting will be a challenge, one meeting will be an opportunity. And so, I think it's balancing that, but I also want people to know that, that as many challenges as there are in agriculture, there's going to be a lot of opportunities as well. Can you give me some specifics? What do you see as some of those uh, maybe bright spots on the horizon? 
Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I continue to see last week we had some different messages in like our signups for our dairy programs and people really committing to stay in the dairy industry and our soybean crushing facility that's uh, uh, starting to build and uh, move forward in uh, Crookston area. We see uh, purists doing an um, expansion or uh, adding 90 jobs in Dawson, Minnesota. Um, so we see uh, different uh, pieces moving forward. Our hemp industry, like I said, uh, continuing go from uh, 1,000 acres last year, last, less than 1,000 acres to almost 10,000 this year. Um, there's a lot of different uh, opportunities out there as well. At the beginning, you talked about really the whole mental health part of this story. We have seen the legislature step up and, and now the announcement of a, a second rural mental health specialist in the state. That's a, a new development. It is, and I think that's what's really good. And not just that, we've been able to add uh, the rural mental health specialist, which is really going to help and cover more of the state uh, to have a a second Ted Matthews uh, person that is answering the phone, Mona McConkie, like an excellent choice. Um, We've also been able to add with legislature funding uh, uh, some farm advocates in different parts of the state, and I think that's really helpful. And and I think that uh, we'll be able to, you know, service farmers and be able to let them know what's available. And and I think it, you know, it is very helpful. How about farm business management? Is that is that a factor? It is, and I think that you know one of the things we do at the department is we offer scholarships. Um, that have been very popular and uh, continue to grow. Um, and people that are able to get into farm business management, they um, I'm a big believer in it. I've seen the result, you know, and talk to the farmers who, uh, you know, so we try to support that as much as possible. It's interesting, just in our conversation, you, you're bringing up, the, there are a lot of resources out there. Farmers uh, really know how to maneuver through and find all of those kind of things. You know, so I was at our... National Ag uh, Secretary uh, and uh, Commissioner's meeting in NASDA this last week in New Mexico, and I was very proud that uh, in our meetings that uh, they held Minnesota up as a leader in uh, in uh, resources for farmers, that we have the farm advocates, we have mediation, we have uh, a lot of outreach that go on uh, with our farm groups, and even through the radio stations, we have a helplines, we have counselors, uh, you know, and, and I had a lot of the other states asking us what what we're doing and how can we replicate that. And so I think that was, a, you know, a good sign for me. And it's unfortunate that a lot of these programs, whether it's Farm Advocates or our Rural Finance Authority, came about in the 80s and we learned um, and we created these programs and we're using them as much now as we almost did then. We hear about the 80s and the farm crisis days. Do you see a difference today between now and what we saw in the mid-80s? You know, um, everybody will say interest rates, but, you know, uh, even interest rates are creeping up right now. Um, You know, and the other thing I do see is I think that um, I think the uh, adversarial relationship with the banks um, is, you know, it's tough with banks, and there's no doubt about it, but I see that as – you know, really, and I mentioned that earlier, that I try to sit down with them, I try to listen with them, but I'm really encouraged um, that they try to be as creative as possible in working with the farmers. And that that's one thing I see, um, you know, as, as a, as a, or a couple things I see as a difference. What do you tell farmers? What can they do to survive and, and actually thrive in a time like this? 
you know, I, I think that uh, being creative is possible, and I, I don't have to tell most farmers that, you know, but, you know, when a, when a farmer calls me and is in distress, you know, one of the first things I do is I ask them if they've talked to a farm advocate uh, within the Department of Agriculture. We have 10 of them around the state, you know, and I, and I ask them that first. Then, you know, I try to see, like, do they need um, to talk to a counselor, you know, and, and if they do, you know, we, we try to get them that uh, information. We try to talk about farm business management. We have grant and loan programs, too, as well. We have our Rural Finance Authority that farmers are really encouraged to look at if they are you know, uh, need to restructure debt or they need a loan to try to improve some of the things. We have grant programs to try to help fix some of the issues they may have on their farm or help grow it. Uh, farmers want to go in a different direction right now. They can do something like that. So trying to help, help them know the resources we have is very important to me. Any final thoughts we should take note of, Tom? You know, I just want farmers to know that uh, to check out our uh, our farm stress uh, opportunities uh, within the Department of Agriculture and our assistance that we have, they can just go on the Department of Agriculture website, and it's right there on the front page uh, as well as on our website. And I just appreciate, I do appreciate uh, Red River Farm Network uh, really taking a leadership on this. Uh, I've had, you know, several people comment, uh, you know, and listen to the different uh, episodes you've had. And, and uh, you know, I think it's helpful because I do get calls uh, when we talk about this issue and people say, you know, what's that number or who do I call? And so it is helpful even if we reach uh, just a couple of people because we need every farmer that we have in our state. Tom Peterson, Minnesota Agriculture Commissioner. And as always, we'd like to remind you that help is available if you are dealing with a stressful situation. The Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline is free. It's confidential. It's available 24-7. That helpline number 833-600-2670. That's 833-600-2670. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. Links are available on the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com forward slash transformation. This project is funded by CHS Community Giving. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. The efforts began with funding from the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders, including the North Dakota Corn Utilization Council, Prairie St. John's, and the Minnesota Farmers Union. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.